Last week we had part one of the definitions. This week we follow up with part two of the definitions, starting with Mark and going all the way through to wrong place. So grab a cuppa, sit back and relax, listen to podcast and Blakey go through episode 90. Golf is a test of character before it is a test of skill. And playing by the rules of golf will definitely test your character. Hey everyone, welcome back to the GRQ podcast with Blakey and podcast McPhee sitting right alongside me. No, he's not sitting right beside me, but he is sitting across from me on Zoom and we are recording as per usual. This is episode 90, it's definitions part two. Welcome back podcast. Thanks Blakey, good to be here. Now, first of all, we need to get the GRQ OTW 89 out of the way. Uh, which was a tricky one that I had posed to you a couple of weeks back. Uh, and we came to an answer due to a clarification, but let's just run through that. So what was the question for last week? Yeah, so both you and I are playing and we're both in a, a separate bunkers. I have a bunker shot. I take two wedges and a putter to the bunker. I choose one of the wedges and then take the other wedge and the putter back and just drop them uh, beside the green. You also have a bunker shot from another bunker. You hit out and land on the green. I also hit out, so now we're both lying on the bunker. I walk around to the green to pick up that putter and wedge that I'd left just on the edge of the green, and immediately you ask, but have them have those clubs put back where they were. The clubs are directly behind the flag on an extension of your line of play. I don't believe that's allowed. Uh, what's the ruling? Okay, so what we're trying to get to uh, verify here, or what we're trying to knuckle down, is can the clubs that are left behind the flag be left there by request uh, from me because they were there when my ball came to rest on the green after my shot out of the bunker, right? And so those clubs are equipment. Also, what what else could you define those clubs as? Movable obstructions. So movable obstructions. Now, we found a clarification uh, what clarification is that in the rules where we think it answers this question exactly? Yeah, so it's obviously under rule eight, play the course you find at 8.1D, one slash two. So that clarification uh, basically states the player is entitled to have loose impediments or movable obstructions left where they were when ball came to rest. Now, Stuart's wedge and putter, uh, I can request it to be left as it was when my ball came to rest, uh, which was behind the flag stick. Uh, they weren't left there with any purpose to help me out at all. They were just left there because Stuart was playing a bunker shot. And so they can be requested to be left there because that's what the conditions were for my ball when it came to rest uh, on the putting green. And that's in clarification 8.1D1 slash 2. Now we had someone on YouTube uh, give us a an answer, have an attempt at an answer. It wasn't quite what we were looking for. I'd suggest going and going having a look at this clarification uh, and then just seeing that effectively under 8.1D, it is allowed to do so uh, for Blakey to request for Stuart to leave the club, uh, the clubs there as they were when the ball came to rest on the green. Rightio, we're getting back into the definitions part two. 
we finished last time with lost. And now we're going to start again with Mark. Uh, podcast McPhee, <laughs> please go ahead with Mark. Mark, to show the spot where a ball is at rest by either placing a ball marker right behind or right next to the ball or holding a club on the ground right behind or right next to the ball. This is done to show the spot where the ball must be replaced after it is lifted. Uh, right, so it's not a person's name. Marker. In stroke play, the person responsible for entering a player's score on the scorecard and for certifying that scorecard. The marker may be another player, but not a partner. The committee may identify who will be the player's marker or tell the players how they may choose a marker, which is what usually happens. You go to the first tee, you know your group of four, or maybe you don't know your group of four and you hand scorecards around. Or these days, you know, you, you whip out your mobile, get on the app and choose which partner, uh, which person in the group will be your marker. And you and I have had many conversations about the uh, responsibilities of that marker and people like to overstep their and responsibilities. The responsibilities of the marker and the other players in the group who aren't the marker and their responsibilities, even though they aren't the marker. Yeah, spot on. Uh, match play. A form of play where a player or side plays directly against an opponent or opposing side in a head-to-head -head match of one or more rounds. A player or side wins a hole in the match by completing the hole in fewer strokes, including strokes made and penalty strokes. And the match is won when a player or side leads the opponent or opposing side by more holes than remain to be played. Match play can be played as a singles match when one player plays it directly against one opponent, a three-ball match, or a foursomes or four-ball match between sides of two partners. Maximum score. A form of stroke play where a player's or side's score for a hole is capped at a maximum number of strokes, including strokes made and any penalty strokes set by the committee, such as two times par, a fixed number, or net double bogey. Movable obstruction. An obstruction that can be moved with reasonable effort and without damaging the, the obstruction or the course. If part of an immovable obstruction or integral object, such as a gate or door or part of an attached cable, meets these two standards, that part is treated as a movable obstruction. But this does not apply if the movable part of an immovable obstruction or integral object is not meant to be moved, such as a loose stone that is part of a stone wall. Even when an obstruction is movable, the committee may define it to be an immovable obstruction. Moved. When a ball at rest has left its original spot and come to rest on any other spot, and this can be seen by the naked eye, whether or not anyone actually sees it do so. This applies whether the ball has gone up, down, or horizontally in any direction away from its original spot. If the ball at rest only wobbles, sometimes referred to as oscillating, and stays on or returns to the original spot, the ball has not moved. Now we have a couple of clarifications for moved. When ball resting on object has moved, 
for the purpose of deciding whether a ball must be replaced or whether a player gets a penalty, a ball is treated as having moved only if it has moved in relation to a specific part of the larger condition or object it is resting on, unless the entire object the ball is resting on has moved in relation to the ground. An example of when a ball has not moved includes when a ball is resting in the fork of a tree branch and the tree branch moves, but the ball's spot in the branch does not change. Examples of when a ball has moved include when a ball is resting in a stationary plastic cup and the cup itself moves in relation to the ground because it is being blown by the wind. A ball is resting in or on a stationary motorized car that starts to move. Moved two. Television evidence shows ball at rest changed position but by amount not reasonably discernible to naked eye. When determining whether or not a ball at rest has moved, a player must make that judgment based on all the information reasonably available to them at the time so that they can determine whether the ball must be replaced under the rules. When the player's ball has left its original position and come to rest in another place by an amount that was not reasonably discernible to the naked eye at the time, a player's determination that the ball is not moved is conclusive, even if that determination is later shown to be incorrect through the use of sophisticated technology. On the other hand, if the committee determines, based on all the evidence it has available, that the ball changed its position by an amount that was reasonably discernible to the naked eye at the time, the ball will be determined to have moved, even though no one actually saw it move. Natural forces. The effects of nature, such as wind, water, or when something happens for no apparent reason because of the effects of gravity. Nearest point of complete relief. The reference point for taking free relief from abnormal course condition, rule 16.1, dangerous animal condition, rule 16.2, wrong green, rule 13.1F, or no play zone, rules 16.1F and 17.1E, or in taking relief under certain local rules. It is the estimated point where the ball would lie that is nearest to the ball's original spot, but not nearer the hole than that spot in the required area of the course and where there is no interference under the rule being used from the condition from which relief is being taken for the strokes the player would have made from the original spot if the, if the condition were not there. Estimating this reference point requires the player to identify the choice of club, stance, swing and line of play they would have used for that stroke. The player does not need to simulate that stroke by taking an actual stance and swinging with the chosen club but it is recommended that the player normally do this to help in making an accurate estimate. The nearest point of complete relief relates solely to the particular condition from which this relief is being taken and may be in a location where there is interference by something else. If the player takes relief and then has interference by another condition from which relief is allowed, the player may take relief again by determining a new nearest point of complete relief from the new condition. Relief must be taken separately for each condition, except that the player may take relief from both conditions at the same time, based on determining the nearest point of complete relief from both. When, having already taken relief separately from each condition, it becomes reasonable to conclude that continuing to do so will result in continued interference by one or the other. Known colloquially as the yo-yo rule. Now we have a few, that was long, uh, we have a few 
clarifications for nearest point of complete relief. First one, diagram illustrating nearest point of complete relief. In the diagram, the term nearest point of complete relief in rule 16.1, abnormal course conditions for relief from interference by an immovable obstruction is illustrated in the case of a right-handed player. The nearest point of complete relief must be strictly interpreted. A player is not allowed to choose on which side of the immovable obstruction the ball will be dropped unless there are two equidistant nearest points of complete relief. Even if one side of the immovable obstruction is fairway and the other is bushes, if the nearest point of complete relief is in the bushes, then that is the player's nearest point of complete relief. And there's a diagram in the book uh, that is very good at showing exactly what we're talking about. Second clarification. Nearest point of complete relief two. Player does not follow recommended procedure in determining nearest point of complete relief. Although there is a recommended procedure for determining the nearest point of complete relief, the rules do not require a player to determine this point when taking relief under a relevant rule, such as when taking relief from an abnormal course condition under Rule 16.1b. Relief for ball in general area. If a player does not determine a nearest point of complete relief accurately or identifies an incorrect nearest point of complete relief, the player only gets a penalty if this results in them dropping a ball into a relief area that does not satisfy the requirements of the rule and the ball is then played. Nearest point of complete relief 3. When player has taken relief incorrectly, if condition still interferes with the stroke with club not used to determine nearest point of complete relief, when a player is taking relief from an abnormal course condition, they are taking relief only for the interference that they had with the club stance swing in line of play that they would have that would have been used to play the ball from that spot. After the player has taken relief and there is no longer interference for the stroke the player would have made, any further interference is a new situation. For example, the player's ball lies in heavy rough in the general area approximately 230 yards from the green. The player selects a wedge to make the next stroke and finds that their stance touches a line defining an area of ground under repair. The player determines the nearest point of complete relief and drops a ball in the prescribed relief area according to Rule 14.3b3. Ball must be dropped in relief area and Rule 16.1, relief from abnormal course conditions. The ball rolls into a good lie within the relief area from where the player believes that the next stroke could be played with a three-wood. If the player used a wedge for the next stroke, there would be no interference from the ground under from the ground under repair. However, using the three-wood, the player again touches the line defining the ground under repair with it, their foot. This is a new situation and the player may play the ball as it lies or take relief for the new situation. Nearest point of complete relief four. Player determines nearest point of complete relief but is physically unable to make intended stroke. The purpose of the purpose of determining the nearest point of complete relief is to find a reference point in location that is as near as possible to where the interfering condition no longer interferes. In determining the nearest point of complete relief, the player is not guaranteed a good or playable lie. For example, if a player is unable to make a stroke from what appears to be the required relief area as measured from the nearest point of complete relief because either the direction of play is blocked by a tree or the player is unable to take the backswing for the intended stroke due to a bush, this does not change the fact that the identified point is the nearest point of complete relief. After the ball is in play, the player must then decide what type of stroke they will make. This stroke, which includes the choice of club, may be different 
and the one that would have been made from the ball's original spot had the condition had the condition not been there. If it is not physically possible to drop the ball in any part of the identified relief area, the player is not allowed relief from the condition. Nearest point of complete relief, five. Player physically unable to determine nearest point of complete relief. If a player is physically unable to determine their nearest point of complete relief, it must be estimated and the relief area is then based on the estimated point. For example, in taking relief under Rule 16.1, a player is physically unable to determine the nearest point of complete relief because that point is within the trunk of a tree or a boundary fence prevents the player from adopting the required stance. The player must estimate the nearest point of complete relief and drop a ball in the identified relief area. If it is not physically possible to drop the ball in the identified relief area, the player is not allowed relief under 16.1. Wow, I need a break. Well done. Go for it, Stuart. No play zone. A no-play zone is a part of the course where the committee has prohibited play. A no-play zone must be defined as part of either an abnormal course condition or a penalty area. The committee may use no-play zones for any reason, such as protecting wildlife, animal habitats and environmentally sensitive areas, preventing damage to young trees, flower beds, turf, nurseries, re-turfed areas or other planted areas, protecting players from danger, and preserving sites of historical or cultural interest. The committee should define the edge of a no-play zone with a line or stakes, and the line or stakes, or the tops of those stakes, should identify the no-play zone as different than a regular abnormal course condition or penalty area that does not contain a no-play zone. There is one clarification uh, for no-play zone. No-play zone one, status of growing things overhanging a no-play zone. The status of growing things that overhang a no-play zone depends on the type of no-play zone. This will matter since the growing things that may be part of the no-play zone. This will matter since the growing things may be part of the no-play zone, in which case the player is required to take relief. For example, if a no-play zone has been defined as a penalty area where the edges extend above and below the ground, any part of a growing object that extends beyond the edges of the no-play zone is not part of the no-play zone. However, if a no-play zone has been defined as ground under repair, which includes all ground inside the defined area and anything growing that extends above the ground and outside the edges, anything overhanging the edge is part of the no-play zone. Obstruction. Any artificial object except for integral objects and boundary objects. Examples of, examples of obstructions. Artificially surfaced roads and paths, including their artificial borders, buildings and rain shelters, sprinkler heads, drains, and irrigation or control boxes, stakes, walls, railings, and fences, but not when they are boundary objects that define or show the boundary edge of the course, golf carts, mowers, cars, and other vehicles, waste containers, signposts, and benches, and player equipment, flag sticks, and rakes. An obstruction is either a movable obstruction or an immovable obstruction, if part of an immovable obstruction such as a gate or door or part of an attached cable meets the definition of a movable obstruction, that part is treated as a movable obstruction. Paint dots and lines such as those used to define boundaries and penalty areas are not obstructions. Opponent, the person a player competes against in a match. The term opponent applies only in match play. 
outside influence. Any of these people or things that can affect what happens to a player's ball or equipment or to the course. Any person, including another player, except the player or their caddy or the player's partner or opponent or any of their caddies. Any animal, any natural or artificial object or anything else, including another ball in motion, except for natural forces. And artificially propelled air and water, such as from a fan or irrigation system. Out of bounds. All areas outside the boundary edge of the course, as defined by the committee, all areas inside that edge are inbounds. The boundary edge of the course extends both up above the ground and down below the ground. This means that all ground and anything else, such as any natural or artificial object, inside the boundary edge is inbounds, whether on, above or below the surface of the ground. If an object is both inside and outside the boundary edge, such as steps attached to a boundary fence or a tree rooted outside the edge with branches extending inside the edge or vice versa, only the part of the object that is outside the edge is out of bounds. The boundary edge should be defined by boundary objects or lines. Boundary objects, when defined by stakes or a fence, the boundary edge is defined by the line between the course side points of the stakes or fence posts at ground level, excluding angled supports. And those stakes or fence posts are out of bounds. When defined by other objects, such as a wall, or when the committee wishes to treat a boundary fence in a different way, the committee should define the boundary edge. Lines, when defined by a painted line on the ground, the boundary edge is the core side edge of the line, and the line itself is out of bounds. When a line on the ground defines the boundary edge, stakes may be used to show where the boundary edge is located. When stakes are used to define or show the boundary edge, they are boundary objects. Boundary stakes or lines should be white. Par slash bogey, a form of stroke play that uses scoring as in match play where a player or side wins or loses a hole by completing the hole in fewer strokes or more strokes, including strokes made in any penalty strokes, than a fixed target score for that hole set by the committee. And the competition is won by the player or side with the highest total of holes won versus holes lost. That is adding up the holes won and subtracting the holes lost. Partner, a player who competes together with another player as a side in either match play or stroke play. Penalty area, an area from which relief with a one-stroke penalty is allowed if the player's ball comes to rest there. A penalty area is any body of water on the course, whether or not marked by the committee, including a sea, lake, pond, river, ditch, surface, drainage ditch, or another or other open water course, even if not containing water. And any other part of the course the committee defines as a penalty area. A penalty area is one of the five defined areas of the course. There are two different types of penalty areas distinguished by the color used to mark them. Yellow penalty areas marked with yellow lines or yellow stakes give the player two relief options, rule 17.1D1 and 2. Red penalty areas marked with red lines or red stakes give the player an extra relief an extra lateral relief option, rule 17.1D3, in addition to the two relief options available for yellow penalty areas. If the colour of a penalty area has not been marked or indicated by the committee, it is treated 
as a red penalty area. The edge of a penalty area extends both up above the ground and down below the ground. This means that all ground and anything else such as any natural or artificial object inside the edge is part of the penalty area, whether on, above or below the surface of the ground. If an object is both inside and outside the edge, such as a bridge over the penalty area or a tree rooted inside the edge with branches extending outside the edge or vice versa, only the part of the object that is inside the edge is part of the penalty area. The edge of a penalty area should be defined by stakes, lines or physical features. Stakes. When defined by stakes, the edge of the penalty area is defined by the line between the outside points of the stakes at ground level and the stakes are inside the penalty area. Lines. When defined by a painted line on the ground, the edge of the penalty area is the outside edge of the line and the line itself is in the penalty area. Physical features. When defined by physical features such as a brick, such as a beach or desert area or a retaining wall, the committee should say how the edge of the penalty area is defined. When the edge of a penalty area is defined by lines or by physical features, stakes may be used to show where the penalty area is located. When stakes are used to define or show the edge of a penalty area, they are obstructions. If a committee has mistakenly excluded an area of water that is clearly part of a penalty area when defining its edge, such as by placing stakes in a location that means there is a portion of water from the penalty area that appears to be in the general area, that area is part of the penalty area. When the edge of a body of water is not defined by the committee, the edge of that penalty area is defined by its natural boundaries, that is where the water that is where the ground slopes to form the depression that can hold the water. If an open water course usually does not contain water, such as a drainage ditch or runoff area that is dry except during a rainy season, the committee may define that area as part of the general area, which means it is not a penalty area. Point of maximum available relief. This is the reference point for taking free relief from an abnormal course condition in a bunker, rule 16.1c, or on the putting green, 16.1d, when there is no nearest point of complete relief. It is the estimated point where the ball would lie, that is, nearest to the ball's original spot, but not nearer the hole than that spot, in the required area of the course, and where that abnormal course condition least interferes with the stroke the player would have made from the original spot if the condition was not there. Estimating this reference point requires the player to identify the choice of club, stance, swing and line of play the player would have used for that stroke. The player does not need to simulate that stroke by taking an actual stance and swinging with the chosen club, but it is recommended that the player normally do this to help in making an accurate estimate. The point of maximum available relief is found by comparing the relative amount of interference with the lie of the ball and the player's area of intended stance and swing and on the putting green only, the line of play. For example, when taking relief from temporary water, the point of maximum available relief may be where the ball will be in shallower water than, when the player will, than where the player will stand, affecting the stance more than the lie and swing. Or where the ball is in deeper water than where the player will stand, affecting the lie and swing more than the stance. On the putting green, the point of maximum available relief may be based on the line of play where the ball will need to go through the shallowest or shortest stretch of temporary water. Provisional ball. Another ball played in case the ball just played by the player may be 
out of bounds or lost outside a penalty area. A provisional ball is not the player's ball in play unless it becomes the ball in play under Rule 18.3C. Putting green, the area on the hole the player is playing that is specially prepared for putting or the committee has defined as the putting green, such as when a temporary green is used. The putting green for a hole contains the hole into which the player tries to play a ball. The putting green is one of the five defined areas of the course. The putting greens for all other holes, which the player is not playing at the time, are wrong greens and part of the general area. The edge of a putting green is defined by where it can be seen that the specially prepared area starts, such as where the grass has been distinctly cut to show the edge, unless the committee defines the edge in a different way, such as using line or dots. If a double green is used for two different holes, the entire prepared area containing both holes is treated as a putting green when playing each hole. But the committee may define an edge that divides the double green into two different putting greens, so that when a player is playing one of the holes, the part of the double green for the other hole is a wrong green. Referee, an official named by the committee to decide questions of fact and apply the rules. In match play, a referee's duties and authority depend on their assigned role. When a referee is assigned to one match for the entire round, the referee is responsible for acting on any breach of the rules that they see or are told about See Rule 20.1b1. When a referee is assigned to multiple matches or to certain holes or sections of the course, they have no authority to become involved in a match unless a player in a match asks for help with the rules or requests a ruling, see Rule 20.1b2. A player or players in a match may be in breach of Rule 1.2, Standards of Player Conduct. Rule 1.3b1, two or more players agree to ignore any rule or penalty they know applies. Rule 5.6a, unreasonable delay of play, or Rule 5.6b, prompt pace of play. A player arrives late to their starting point, see rule 5.3, or a player's search for a ball reaches three minutes, see rule 5.6a and definition of lost. In stroke play, a referee is responsible for acting on any breach of the rules they see or are told about. This applies whether the referee is assigned to one group for the entire round or to monitor multiple groups, certain holes or parts of the course. A referee's duties may be limited by the committee in match play and stroke play. Relief area. The area where a player must drop a ball when taking relief under a rule. With the exception of back on the line relief, uh, see rule 16.1, 17.1, 19.2 and 19.3, each relief rule requires the player to use a specific relief area whose size and location are based on these three factors. One is the reference point, the point from which the size of a relief area is measured. Two, size of the relief area measured from reference point. The relief area is either one or two club lengths from the reference point, but with, the, but with certain limits. Limits of location of relief area. The location of the relief area may be limited in one or more ways so that, for example, it is only in certain defined areas of the course, such as only in a general area or not in a bunker or penalty area. It is not nearer the hole than the reference point or must be outside a penalty area or a bunker from which relief is being taken. Or 
it is where there is no interference as defined in that particular rule from the condition from which relief is being taken. With back on the line relief, the player must drop on the line in a location allowed by the rule being used and the spot where the ball first touches the ground when dropped creates a relief area that is one club length in any direction from that point. When a player is required to drop again for a second time using back on the line relief, the player may change the spot on which the ball is dropped, such as dropping nearer to or further from the hole, and the relief area changes based on that point and drop in a different area of the course. But doing so does not change how Rule 14.3c applies. In using club lengths to determine the size of a relief area, the player may measure directly across a ditch, hole, or similar thing, and directly across or through an object, such as a tree, fence, wall, tunnel, drain, or sprinkler head, but is not allowed to measure through ground that naturally slopes up or down. There's one clarification for relief area. Relief area clarification one, determining where the ball is in relief area. Generally, a ball has come to rest in a relief area if any part of the ball is within the one or two club length measurement. But when taking relief under a rule that has a reference point, such as when taking relief from an immovable obstruction, a ball is not in the relief area if any part of the ball is nearer the hole than the reference point. When taking back on the line relief, or if a dropping zone is being used as a relief area, as there is no reference point, the ball is in the relief area when any part of the ball touches or overhangs the relief area. This is true even if part of the ball is nearer the hole than the front edge of the relief area. Replace. To place a ball by setting it down by hand and letting it go with the intent for it to be in play. If the player sets a ball down without intending it to be in play, the ball has not been replaced and is not in play. See rule 14.4. Whenever a rule requires a ball to be replaced, the rule involved identifies a specific spot where the ball must be replaced. Round, 18 or fewer holes played in the order set by the committee. Scorecard, the document where a player's score for each hole is entered in stroke play. The scorecard may be in any paper or electronic form approved by the committee that allows the player's score to be ended for each hole and the marker and the player to certify the scores either by physical signature or by a method of electronic certification approved by the committee. A scorecard is not required in match play but may be used by the players to help keep the match score. Serious breach. In stroke play, when playing from a wrong place could give the player a significant advantage compared to the stroke to be made from the right place. In making this comparison to decide if there was a serious breach, the factors to be taken into account include the difficulty of the stroke, the distance of the ball from the hole, the effect of obstacles on the line of play, and the conditions affecting the stroke. The concept of a serious breach does not apply in match play because a player loses the hole if they play from a wrong place. Side, two or more partners competing as a single unit in a round in match play or stroke play. Each set of partners is a side whether each partner plays their own ball, four ball, or the partners play one ball, foursomes. A side is not the same as a team. In a team competition, each team consists of players competing as individuals 
or as sides? Stableford, a former stroke play, where a player's or side's score for a hole is based on points awarded by comparing the player or side's number of strokes on the hole, including strokes made and any penalty strokes, to a fixed target score for the hole set by the committee. And the competition is won by the player or side who completes all rounds with the most points. Stance, the position of a player's feet and body in preparing for and making a stroke. Stroke, the forward movement of the club made to strike the ball. But a stroke has not been made if the player decides during the downswing not to strike the ball and avoids doing so by deliberately stopping the club head before it reaches the ball or if unable to stop by deliberately missing the ball, accidentally strikes the ball when making a practice swing or while preparing to make a stroke. When the player, sorry, when the rules refer to playing a ball, it means the same as making a stroke. The player's score for a hole or a round is described as number of strokes or strokes taken, which means both all strokes made and any penalty strokes, see rule 3.1c. There is a clarification for stroke, stroke clarification one, determining if a stroke was made. If a player starts the downswing with a club, intending to strike the ball, their action counts as a stroke when the club head is deflected or stopped by an outside influence, such as the branch of a tree, whether or not the ball is struck. The club head separates from the shaft during the downswing and the player continues the downswing with the shaft alone, whether or not the ball is struck with the shaft. The club head separates from the shaft during the downswing and the player continues the downswing with the shaft alone with the club head falling and striking the ball. The player's action does not count as a stroke in each of the following situations. During the downswing, a player's club head separates from the shaft. The player stops the downswing short of the ball, but the club head falls and strikes and moves the ball. During the backswing, a player's club head separates from the shaft. The player completes the downswing with the shaft but does not strike the ball. A ball is lodged in a tree branch beyond the reach of a club. If the player moves the ball by striking a lower part of the branch instead of the ball, rule 9.4, which is ball lifted or moved by player, applies. Stroke and distance. Procedure and penalty when a player takes relief under Rule 17, 18 or 19 by playing a ball from where the previous stroke was made, see Rule 14.6. The term stroke and distance means that the player both gets one penalty stroke and loses the benefit of distance towards the hole from the spot where the previous stroke was made. Stroke play. A form of play where a player or side competes against all other players or sides in the competition. In the regular form of stroke play, see rule 3.3, a player's or side's score for a round is the total number of strokes, including strokes made and any penalty strokes, to the hole to hole out on each hole, and the winner is the player or side who completes all rounds in the fewest total strokes. Other forms of stroke play with different scoring methods are Stableford, Maximum Score and Par Bogey, see Rule 21. All forms of stroke play can be played either in individual competitions with each player competing on their own or in competitions involving sides of partners, foursomes or four ball. Substitute. 
to change the ball the player is using to play a hole by having another ball become the ball in play. Another ball has been substituted when that ball has been put in play in any way. See rule 14.4. To take the place of the original ball, whether the original ball was in play or no longer in play because it had been lifted from the course or was lost or out of bounds. A substituted ball is the player's ball in play, even if it was replaced, dropped, or placed in a wrong way or wrong place. Or the player was required under the rules to put the original ball back in play rather than to substitute another ball. T, an object used to raise a ball above the ground to play it from the teeing area. It must be no longer than four inches or 101.6 millimetres and conform with the equipment rules. Teeing area, the area the player must play from in starting the hole they are playing. The teeing area is a rectangle that is two club lengths deep where the front edge is defined by the line between the forwardmost points of the two markers set by the committee and the side edges are defined by the lines back from the outside points of the tee markers. The teeing area is one of the five defined areas of the course. All other teeing locations on the course, whether on the same hole or any other hole, are part of a general area. Temporary water. Any temporary accumulation of water on the surface of the ground, such as puddles from rain or irrigation or an overflow from a body of water, that is not in a penalty area and can be seen before or after the player takes a stance without pressing down excessively with their feet. It is not enough for the ground to be merely wet, muddy or soft, or for the water to be momentarily visible as the player steps on the ground. An accumulation of water must remain present either before or after the stance is taken. Some special cases. Dew and frost are not temporary water. Snow and natural ice, other than frost, are either loose impediments or when on the ground, temporary water at the player's option, manufactured ice is an obstruction. Three ball, a form of match play where each of three players plays an individual match against the other two players at the same time. And each player plays mm -hmm. one ball that is used in both of their matches. Wrong ball, any ball other than the player's ball in play, whether the original ball or a substitute ball, provisional ball before it is abandoned under rule 18.3 or second ball in stroke play played under rules 14.7 or 20.1. Examples of a wrong ball are another player's ball in play, a stray ball or the player's own ball that is out of bounds, has become lost or has been lifted and not yet put back in play. There is one clarification for wrong ball. Wrong ball clarification one Part of wrong ball is still wrong ball. If a player makes a stroke at part of a stray ball that they mistakenly thought was their ball in play, they have made a stroke at a wrong ball and rule 6.3c applies. Wrong green. Any green on the course other than the putting green for the hole the player is playing, wrong greens include the putting greens for all other players that the player is not playing at that time, the putting greens for all other holes that the player is not playing at the time, the normal putting green for a hole where a temporary green is being used, and all practice greens for putting, chipping, pitching, unless the committee excludes them by local rule. 
Wrong greens are part of the general area. Wrong place. Any place on the course other than when the player is required or allowed to play their ball under the rules. Examples of playing from a wrong place are playing a ball after replacing it on the wrong spot or without replacing it when required by the rules, playing a dropped ball from outside the required relief area, taking relief under a wrong rule so that the ball is dropped in and played from a place not allowed under the rules, and playing a ball from a no-play zone or when a no-play zone interferes with the player's uh, player's area of intended stance or swing. A player has not played from a wrong place in the following situations. When a ball has been played from outside the teeing area in starting play of a hole, or in trying to correct that mistake, see rule 6.1b, or when a ball has been played from where it comes to rest after the player has failed to replay a stroke when required to do so. Very good, Stuart. We managed to get through. It was an even number of definitions. How do I know that? Because I started and you finished. Is there still 74 definitions? I'm going to take your word for it. I haven't counted them up for a while. Uh, So that is part two and the last part of the definition. So we've read them out and including the clarifications for each. So hopefully that is of help to those studying the rules out there and just give it a listen every now and again and you'll be able to uh, make sure you're on top of what each phrase or word means when talking about the rules of golf rather than speaking about the English language. (laughs) Uh, A GRQ OTW for episode 90, Stuart? I do. Um, Do you want me to use the one you sent or one I had pre-prepared, like prepared earlier? You you go with whatever one you think will get the most amount of engagement for the podcast. (laughs) Okay. This is uh, GRQ OTW for episode 90. A little bit of a long one, but you'll uh, follow along. Andy, the average golfer, hits his tee shot way through the green on the par three fifth hole. As it may be lost in the thick bushes, he announces and plays a provisional ball, which lands on the green around six metres from the hole. As the group arrives at the green, Andy announces that he doesn't want to look for his original ball, and he's declaring it lost. Andy plays his provisional ball to within one metre of the hole. He marks and lifts it from the green. Another player sees a ball in the bushes behind the green, about 15 metres from the hole, and it is Andy's original ball. Dejected, Andy picks up the marker on the green and goes to the back of the green and completes the hole with the original ball, scoring five. Walking to the next tee, the players discuss what just happened and they consult a referee. What is the ruling? That sounds very much like a clubland story. Uh, That definitely could have happened. Oh, definitely. Sure could have. Uh, Very good. Well, we'll find out the answer in episode 91. Thank you for uh, reading along with me podcast. It's been a been enjoyable to read out all the definitions so now we've got a reference couple of reference audio um clips that we can listen to and uh yeah if i'm ever struggling uh, all those plane flights that i have over to 
Asia or, or the Middle East. I'll put, I'll, uh, put the old... Yeah. Having trouble falling asleep, just put them on. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, Excellent. Thank you very much, podcast. And we'll see you all again next time.